0: Welcome to the Redmond Radio Program. We're so glad you have tuned in today. If you found us for the first time, hello. Nice to meet you. And I have actually an amazing guest uh, and friend for many, many years on the show today. And I just believe it's going to be a powerful show because we have a lot to talk about. And he always has some amazing things to say. So Pastor Robinos, welcome to the program, sir
1: me it's a pleasure to
0: be here absolutely well it is an honor to have you and uh i you know i know that you had something on your heart so i wanted you to talk about that first and then i'm going to hit you with a bunch of questions because i know that you're a outspoken and bold pastor who isn't afraid to speak the truth and so i want to hit you with some of these questions that we've been getting lately and maybe you can give us some answers for those so why don't we start off by saying you know what does the lord have on your heart to talk about today wow
1: it's um how do I put this into just a few moments?
0: (laughs) That's always the challenge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's so much happening in the world today and uh, in the body of Christ, and because of the body of Christ, I mean, it would be foolish for somebody to look at world events and not see that the world is radically changing. Yes. You know, and because of that, now the church has to radically change. Yes. When I say change, I'm not talking about getting away from its core beliefs. But bringing those core beliefs into, onto the world stage in such a way that people understand it right. and respect it and receive it for this generation. Right. You know, because the reality of it is what happened, say, in the 1970s, 1940s, and you can go back 200 years, but what what worked then doesn't always work
0: today. Right. That's true. You know, I mean I remember I remember growing up in church and, and, and we were cutting edge back then. You know, we <laughs> had uh, drums in the service, you know, when I was a yeah, kid. Right. And that was cutting edge. That was a lot of churches had that ham and organ and that was it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's you know, true. So so as as culture and
1: society began to change, the church needed to meet those changes without compromising who they were. Right. So I say that because we're still, and we will always be, in that place. And what I have seen—I don't consider myself to be a church historian, but what little I do know about church history in that regard is the church seems to always be playing catch up mm. to the world.
0: Yeah, it seems like that. Doesn't and it? what I mean by that—yeah, what's that? It seems like that, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah. Well, think about our music. Right. It seems like our music in the church church world is 20 years behind the world right and and it seems like we're catching up to them now here's the sad reality about all of it we should never have to judge or or look at what we're doing in the in the church according to what the world's doing Hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's already carnal when we have the mentality of we're playing catch-up instead the church should be at such a level of such high excellence yes that the world should
0: be catching up to us hmm. that's that's so good you see what i'm saying no i do because you know i'm going to just just real quick want to just add something here cuz when i came from the world because i got saved and, and changed my life you know in my early 20s even though i grew up in church i mean i had to have that encounter with god as as an adult christian you know and that's really when i did was in my early 20s you know and um, you know i came into the church and I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was really lame because they were trying to be like the world that I had just come from, but they weren't doing a yep. good job of it. <laughs> they were doing a really, exactly. a really bad job of it. So to me, I was like, okay, can you just like cut that out? Because that's like you're almost like fronting, and just cut that part out. I just want to hear the truth part. You know what I'm saying? Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it, it is so true. I, I had a, a very similar experience. Um, you know, when I really rededicated my life and came into the church, I was expected to put all, say, you know, secular music away and all that. Right. Which, in the beginning, I was very willing to because I really wanted to be pleasing to God. Right. But then I found very quickly how boring it was. <laughs> it's like, it, this is not, this is a terrible substitute. Mm. Even though I loved praise and worship, but it wasn't because of the music, it was because of the presence of the Lord.
0: Right, right. You felt but God's presence. to just be
1: driving in my car listening to Christian music Radio music—it just was not going to happen because it was still
0: twenty years behind what the world was producing. Hmm. Let let Um, me ask you a question now, because you know you got guys like Lecrae, and you know um, you know some of the the new worship that's out now. You know, I don't want to name specific names, but you know, there's a lot of like Lauren Dangle. You got Hillsong, and you know some of the stuff coming out of Bethel and all that. I mean, what do you think about the quality of music now? versus, you know, a few years ago, you think we're still kinda of playing catch up or you think it's getting better, or what do you think?
1: Here's here's the for me, this is exciting. I feel that with many, maybe not all, but many, we've crossed that threshold okay. where we're no
0: longer chasing what the world is doing, but we're outproducing them. Okay. So something's shifting, you in feel in many like. ways. Okay. I
1: yes. Well, I don't think it's big enough yet because I still, you know, I'll, I'll listen to one group and say, they've got it. This mm. is a sound. This is a message. This is a sound. This is a vibe that's ahead of the world Right. In in that sense. And I'll pick up somebody else and go. They're still twenty years behind.
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I actually, hundred I, percent, I understand what you're saying because I feel the same way. Especially if you listen to the Christian radio stations, like some of the songs are really good, and the other ones are like, again, they're trying to be something, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. And I, I think yeah. kind of what you're saying here, though, in a way, which I, I think, I, you know, we really need to be the head. In other words, we need to be the ones on the cutting edge, right? We need to be setting the tone instead of trying to be like them. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Well, that's what the Bible says. We
0: are the head, not the tail. Yes. You know, the tail is always playing catch-up to the head. Mm. Mm. You know, and so if we in the church are trying to catch up to the world on
1: anything, mm. that by by virtue of that makes us the tail, not the head. Wow. The head leads the way. That's why the church, in everything, I, I just picked music because I think everybody can understand music. Right. But... But um, it's on everything. I mean, think about even in the realm of finances. For right. so, so long, the church stayed away from finances, hmm.
0: and, and much of the church preached against people having money. Yes. Yet, if we're the head, we should be the one leading the business community, hmm. not following behind,
1: complaining that they have the money we don't.
0: Right, right. You you know, and it could be anything. I mean, you name it; it could be architectural, it
1: could be um, the world of arts and entertainment, it could be dance, it could be anything. But um, even in the church world, uh, leaving the what we would say the world out of it—the unbeliever, the unchurched—but just in the church world, we struggle with this among ourselves. Right. Right. And, And as a matter of fact, I want to point something out that um is is actually when i when i saw this it, it was like a big joke to me in the, in the sense of it was so humorous i just sat back and laughed hmm. the the and here in a nutshell um the idea and the concept of of say modern apostles okay many in the church world have a big problem with saying that there's apostles today hmm. Hmm. and um you know, and they'll, they'll throw out all kinds of theological reasons but, why they do, but many of these same people in these same denominations have mm-hmm. no problem sending out missionaries.
0: Right, right.
1: Okay, the, the the original word for apostle, apostolos, now I'm not Greek, so if I mispronounce <laughs> these words, forgive me. Okay.
0: But um, it, it literally means apostle. Apostolos means apostle, or I sent out one, one that's been sent. Right, the like mandate. the Apostle Paul, right?
1: Yeah, like the Apostle Paul, right. the Apostle Peter. Right. You know, even Jesus was sent from heaven. That's why he's our our apostle and and high priest.
0: Right. So, so real real quick before you go, so for anybody that doesn't know what an apostle is, I mean, is it, can you give us just a, a real quick kind of definition of apostle?
1: Yeah, the simplest definition of apostle is found in the word apostle, which means someone that is sent out with a command or with an order. Okay. In the in the realm of the church, such as Apostle Paul or the original apostles, they were uh, men that, that God raised up, that Jesus himself raised up, commissioned, gave them a job to do, and then sent them to do it. Mm. That's the simplest understanding, but it goes a little bit deeper, because Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28, that apostles are first in the church, prophets second, and it gives this list of the church order. Okay. And when it says first, it doesn't mean most important. Right. It just means first in rank. Okay. So, biblically speaking, the apostles were the ones that not only helped establish churches, but would run the church and move the church forward
0: hmm. uh, on a global scale, but even on a local scale. Mm hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And it's a it's so, a fivefold ministry it, gifting. So there's there's teacher and there's preacher, you know, and there's evangelist and pastor and then apostle and prophet, it's just so people understand like the different giftings, right?
1: Yes. Okay. That's Ephesians four, eleven. Jesus himself gave all five of the gifts the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Every one of them is important. Everyone is equal in authority in that sense. The only reason it says that apostles are first, again, is about rank and order, not importance. Because hmm. when it comes right down to what, you know, the working importance is, the gift that is most important is the gift that is needed in the moment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. but it's just like, and a lot of people have a problem with this in the church. It's really funny. But every, say, corporation, business people understand this. Every corporation has a CEO. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Every corporation has managers, right? And if everybody's doing their job right and in their own lane, everything works and the business grows. Yeah. But then somebody comes along in the church role and says, "Hey, I'm an apostle or I'm a prophet." Half the church gets mad at them, and say, "How dare you? They're <laughs> gone. That's of the devil."
0: Oh no. Well, but
1: it, check this out. Here's here's the funny part.
0: Yeah.
1: Many of these same people that have a problem with modern day apostles will have no problem with the ideas. Of someone being a missionary. Hmm. The word missionary comes from the Latin missio, which is the equivalent of apostolos. Right. So apostles and missionaries are the exact same thing. Hmm. They're sent out from another group or another person right. with a mission. Right. The exact same thing. So the same people, see, it's all semantics. I don't agree with this because you use the word apostle, but I agree with it. If you use the word missionary, it's hmm. the exact
0: same thing. Hmm. Do you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and not to get off topic, because I know we were kind of talking about the church and the level of quality, and then we kind of got into the, right. and this is like a whole other can of worms, but, but how, how do they relate, Pastor? How do they relate?
1: Okay. It relates like this. You, go, you look out into the world system anywhere and I'm not trying to bring the worldly system into the church I'm just I'm just giving this contrast right of how we are falling behind in many regards every corporation every big business especially the ones that are flourishing has rank and file they have a CEO they have managers they have everybody doing their job and everybody's in their position and it all works Hmm. but in the church at least like I grew up in a church and I've seen this so many times where anybody that did any kind of ministry in a church was automatically labeled pastor. Correct. Right. That's not a bad label. Right. It's a great label and it's not a bad position, it's a phenomenal position, but it doesn't automatically mean that everybody's a pastor. Right. But let's assume for just a moment everybody that works in a church on any real level is a pastor. Uh-huh. Well doesn't that mean that it's really out of order and out of balance?
0: Well and I would think it'd be missing it would be missing some of the other giftings, right? Which is important because God spoke of five versus one, right? Or one or two. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Spot on. So um, think about this, like we we started out talking about music and how it seems that the world is ahead of the church and in the in the in the way it's it's reaching and, and giving its message and its quality. Well, the same thing could be said about our order in our churches versus the order in a uh, well-running business corporation. Hmm. They know how to establish the structure to produce and make you know make money. That's what they're in there for. Right. We haven't uh, structured our churches in such a way that do the same thing
0: Hmm. to set people send send people out. We're not sending. yeah.
1: trying to catch up to something that the world understands sometimes better than we do even though it's been in the pages of scripture for 2000 plus years
0: huh that's interesting yeah it's a it's a good discussion it really is because uh, I remember a few years back you'll probably remember this before the prophetic movement really got you know bigger I guess I would say you know uh, mm-hmm. the office of prophet was was really uh you know people were concerned or worried about a prophetic voice remember that and oh, yeah. and it seems like something has shifted in the last, I don't know, 10 or so years where now it's like there's a ton of prophets it seems like and now everybody's kind of familiar with prophets so maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a move of God right now where he wants the church to be like you said in its full you know operational um you know uh optimism, you know, in other words, like okay, I'm glad you guys understand prophet now, you know you got pastor down, I think you got evangelist down. Hey, let me show you what an apostle is you know i mean could could it be right. that that may be what's going on?
1: Oh no, you're absolutely right, that is most certainly what's going on. And, and one of the things that uh, I would love people to understand when God reintroduces a, um, a truth into the body of Christ, one that has been lost, because if you look at church history, like I said, I don't claim to be uh, a historian by any means, but I just know enough that you can see clear patterns. Uh, the, the structure of the church was lost from the time of, say, around Constantine, 300 right. or so A.D., the Church really started falling apart, at the Church that we knew from the New Testament. Right. And then, out of the Dark Ages, God has been slowly reintroducing truths that the Church desperately needs, and mm-hmm. of course, that started all, even all the way back with St. Martin Luther. Right. Um, there was the truth about salvation and how to obtain it. So, now, fast forward to our modern era, these last two truths come out in these offices, that of the prophet and then the apostle. Hmm. So the scripture clearly tells us that the apostle is to be first in the church. Again, rank, not importance, but rank. Well, doesn't Jesus teach that the last shall be first and the first shall be last? Right. So in this order of his him reintroducing the proper structure of the church, it makes sense then that the first
0: in the church is going to be reintroduced and established last in our day and age. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Very interesting to put that okay. together. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what's really and this is something a lot of people we have to remember this in that it, look at every introduction that when God reintroduces something back to His people, it comes in to for lack of better uh, um, description but like an infant. Mm-hmm. And and everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, most people receive it the same way people would receive a little baby. Isn't it cute? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it terrific? This is so glorious. <laughs> but how many of you know that babies make a lot of mistakes?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And do things, you know, and especially as they grow, toddlers. Right. You get the terrible twos and the terrible threes, and then they're growing. Well, it's the same thing. The prophet's. Early on, when they were first really introduced and began to be accepted, made a lot of mistakes. Right. And it turned a lot of people off. But remember, we hadn't really seen the office of the prophet working for hundreds of years. Right. I mean, there were prophets here and there, but... Um, you know, I look, I think back to when I was really young, you never heard anybody being called a
0: prophet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you would maybe hear a prophetic word here and there or whatnot, but you really didn't, you know, you weren't intro- I mean, the office of prophet was very scarce. I mean, I, I don't recall that, and I grew up yeah. in, in a very charismatic environment, you know, and yeah, I don't. Re- I don't recall that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's being reintroduced, it's being accepted, but it's still in its very young age. Now the apostles came after the prophets in our day and age being reintroduced and accepted. Right. So let's face it, those who are truly called to be apostles, hey, there's gonna be a lot of mistakes made. Yeah. You know, as they as they learn, as they grow, because we haven't seen a working model of this. We have it in the pages of scripture. Right. But an actual working model where we can all point to this apostle or that apostle or this prophet or that prophet right and, and see say fifty strong years of true prophetic or apostolic work, we don't really have
0: much of that. And that's true. That's so true. we're learning by trial and error. Huh. And we're making a lot of errors,
1: but with every error we're learning. Well and and, 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 and learning to overcome.
0: I agree. You know, and I, cause I, the time, I just want to make sure, you know, we're, we're, we're getting down like the last seven minutes or so here, cause I know we got a lot to talk oh. about. Um, but, but I want to finish this thought, cause I think this is really where the Lord's going here. Um, so this is, this is super important because it's like, you know, we know the hour is getting later. And we're, we're seeing things around us. I mean, I think even people that are non-believers are kind of feeling this. I mean, it's the things I'm hearing on regular television, regular news. It, it's almost like, wow, you know, like mind-blowing sometimes. So I think people are understanding yep. the hours getting late. So to me, this, this is really timely because you know the introducing like you said uh, you know apostles in, in the ministry and, and even though people probably been walking in the office of the apostle you know this whole time but maybe just not it's not really been understood you know um but but right. but if people are really walking in this really what you're saying is that it's a person that's sent out which is the same as a missionary and and what, what do we need more than ever before is a missionary in our nation, right? I mean, we need people to go out. What do missionaries do? They they not you know, they start ministries, they they get people saved, and you know, that's I mean, if you think back to the, the origins of the church in America, that's how it all started. You know? So yep. and, and for so many years we were sending out missionaries as a nation, and I think we still do, but to be honest with you, it's interesting to see the shift. People are sending you know, missionaries here now because America needs missionaries because of how far we've fallen yep. away from the Lord. So, you know, just on those on those thoughts, as we have literally like two minutes left, you know, kind of g- give me some closing thoughts on that.
1: Okay, um, you said it. I mean, you said it all. The, the, it, it's so needed for this time to usher us into a whole new era and a new time. That's why it's so exciting because no longer will we play catch up to the world but the world now is going to start playing catch up to us hmm. because the world's going to look at the church and say that's the way it's supposed to look yes that's why I'm excited about this time and that and this season of restoration that we're
0: in yes yes it is a season of restoration I think we need to be careful and cautious as leaders in 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 various ministries and churches not to compete or to have, uh, like, a rivalry with people in the other offices that they're operating in. Some people are pastor and evangelist, and some people are prophet. And, you yeah. know, you, you can operate in two or, or three or, you know, more gifting sometimes even. But, you know, mainly, though, there's usually one gifting that the Lord has really given you, like, you know, to, to be, like, the main gifting that you're walking in. You know, I know that you are a pastor, and then you also are an apostle, you know, so... Um, and, and you, and sometimes you speak prophetically. I don't know, you know, if you consider yourself a prophet too, but, um, so I know there's people that are operating in different giftings, but, but my, I guess my message would be as we're getting really close here is, 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 you know, how cool would it be if we can all work in, in, in unity and in all about the purpose, which is the great commission, you know, and it's not you know, about this church or that church or or that ministry or this ministry or this denomination or that denomination or this office or that office. But if we can say, how can we be about God's business together and lay down, and this is the thing that we got to do is lay down our flesh daily and really be able to be, you know, answering the call of God in our life and do it not for our glory, but for the glory of the Lord Jesus. Right, Pastor?
1: Absolutely. You're spot on. Yeah, man. That's why we're all needed in this
0: it's, 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 it's a, it's a combined effort. And, you know, just to full circle back to what you were saying in the beginning, right? We're meant to be the head, not the tail. And this is how we're going to impact culture. And we need to stop trying to be like the world. We need to start being like yeah. what God has told us to be like. And if we lead in holiness and purity and walking according to the word of God, there's going to be a great awakening and move in this nation. So thank you, Pastor Rob. Hey, just real quick, why don't you tell us a little bit about your church, where we can find you and all that good stuff.
1: Well, we're, um, we're right now Great Works Christian Ch- Church here in Lancaster, California. Um, it's probably easier to just tell you where we're at. We're r- right at the corner of L4 and 22nd Street West, right at the corner, of new building, new area. God's moving Sundays, 1030 and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study. And God's doing some spectacular things out here, man. He's just been blessing us wonderfully.
0: Amen. I agree. You have a great congregation. It's an amazing church. you have a website?
1: Yes, we do. It's um, gwcclancaster.org.
0: There it is. Pastor Rob Benos, thank you so much. What an interesting and timely conversation. We thank you for being on the show, man. If you can hang on just one minute here, we're going to go to break. Thank you. You've been listening to the Remnant Radio Program. We bless you guys and we'll be back after this break.